in the same night, we not only get a fantastic fight that showed just how great combat sports could be, we also got Whitaker versus Gaslam at UC Vegas 24. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Saturday was just, uh, that was something interesting. But of course, Blake, we got a lot to get into, and we're, we're going to mention, just to, just to hold, hold your horses, we're going to mention Asker versus Paul at the end with a brand new segment, of course, but we're mostly going to be focusing on the real things that matter, like UC Vegas 24 and UFC 261. But, of course, I'm your host, Ross Allen, joined alongside my co-host and UFC correspondent, Blake Campbell. Blake, how are we doing this evening? Doing good, man. Doing good. Ready to talk some UFC? Ooh, you bet. Even though it was a lackluster card, there's still plenty to talk about. And we got a fantastic pay-per-view with fans in seats for the first time in a year. And so I am extremely happy to get talking about that. But of course, before we get into things properly, just got to think a couple things. First off, scgsubs.com for the, just really good, like really the only pre-work I've used that I've actually enjoyed using without the crash or the the, the jitters or like, you know, like when your skin almost gets like hot and, and tingly, you know, I don't like that. SCG subs doesn't do that. And they have two fantastic flavors, like the grape and green apple. The green apple is Fantastic. Right now at that website, scgsubs.com, they have the buy one, get one free deal going on right now. So I really do recommend giving them a shot. Go check that out. Blake, you won. You got hat trick because of that, right? Yeah, babe. We'll, we'll, we'll give them all the credit, honestly. <laughs> of course, you don't get any credit, man. You're you're just a, like, <laughs> you're just some trash soccer player. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, hey. Yeah, don't go too far now. <laughs> don't go too far. <laughs> right. I'll tone it back a second. And of course, uh, with baseball in full swing, the NBA is still going, the NHL is still going. Hop on thrivefantasy.com now for all your fancy sports prop betting needs. It's a really great way to get introduced into sports betting if you haven't done this before. I know I haven't. So this is a really great and interesting way for me to get into sports betting, make a little cash, you know, uh, on the side. And then if you use promo code fourth and long and on any deposit of $20 up to $50, they will match you. So you can get match up to 50 bucks. You get, you spend 50, you get 50. So that's just uh, a really good deal right there. But Blake, here we go. UFC Vegas 24, and I just got to say that I do love your Blake's bangers. We we really do love your Blake's bangers, but they were absolutely cursed this week. What the hell did you do to these four fighters? Uh, man, I don't know. I kind of lost some credibility this week. I apologize. <laughs> I'll try not to let it happen again, but, you know, that's just kind of the fight game. People get shoved at press conferences and, you know, get concussions, apparently, <laughs> so... Just some crazy. Uh, what, what happened with the Bill Algio fight? Was that COVID or that was that was COVID? Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was some that was some COVID yeah, precautions. So just just some unfortunate events that happened. Right, but come on, Jeremy Stevens giving a dude a concussion in whiplash from, a, I dude that was so awful from a guy that's like what zero and five in one no contest in his last couple of years of fighting. Now, you, you see. I'm I'm a little torn. I'm kind of like DC was earlier today, because mm. you got You got to admit when Jeremy did that in the in the heat of things, it, everyone it was talking about that, right? Everyone was yeah. like, "Oh my goodness!" Like this, he just pushed him. Oh my god! I think most everyone wanted to see him get his ass beat, right? Everyone was making fun of Jeremy Stevens for that. It's like, but still, it got it's got everybody talking. Though. I will. Agree. Everyone yeah. was talking yeah. about that. The You're MMA right. community as a whole was 
was noticing that, you know, paid attention to it. And then it just so happened that the worst possible scenario happened. Drakkar got injured, which is super unfortunate um, and, and just really bad for both sides because I'm on, I'm on the side where like, that gets me pumped up, dude. Like mm-hmm. when I see, when I see people talking crap and when I see people, you know, just clearly invested, you know, emotionally, whatever. And, 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 and even if it fills over mm-hmm. to some, you know, it spills over to some physical touching, like, I like that. I can't help yeah. it. That's just what I like. So. And of course we all know what uh, <laughs> Jakar Close said to, to get Jeremy Stevens to react that way. Who the fuck is that guy? Is that guy? <laughs> just whispering sweet nothings to him. The- yeah. I, <laughs> so it, it sucks, man. I wish yeah. that he didn't get injured, but at the same time, Jeremy, he pushed him hella hard, man. Right. That, it was that a was, good push. That was a shove. Hey, two, two Germans credit. You know, he could be, he has to pull the line. Uh, while he's TK only people, I pushed him at the way. And so we can't even get to the fight. There's oh, another one I gosh. saw, I saw everywhere on social media it was like, Hardest pushing 145er <laughs> in the UFC. <laughs> he has that claim at this point. I don't think anyone's pushed someone hard enough to give them a concussion, a cervical concussion. So, yeah, Jeremy Stevens, hats off to you. Um, but for the most part, though, this was a fairly underwhelming card. But it, 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 even though it wasn't really that bad, I think it might be overhyped with how bad it was uh, for a lot of people. We all know M- the MMA community has uh, – opinions and they're always very strong whether it be one way or another you know there's there's no middle ground on especially on mma twitter uh but one thing that um longtime fan of the show um andrew was talking about over on twitter he kind of posed the proposition of what if we they lessened the amount of cards they do a year so they can have better talent on each show are you a fan of that do you think that's something they would ever even think of uh, I mean, I don't think so. I, I I don't really have a problem with all the shows that that they put on, but I do see the argument. I mean, when you have cards like, you know, that just transpired over this weekend, it's kind of tough. You know, like you don't have you're not very pumped up. You mm-hmm. lose a little bit of interest. You know, fights are getting scrapped the day of, and no one can really control that. I I think personally, if the Stevens and Close fight didn't get scrapped and the Algio fight didn't scrap, so much better. It would have been a couple more good fights, right? right? So I say, you know, let them, let them, let the matchmakers do what they got to do. It's their job, right? To kind of yeah. fill those cards out. If yep. they schedule an event, it's kind, it's their job to make sure that it's worth whatever money it is that they're putting into it. So exactly, I trust them and and the talent that they've gathered to to make the right calls. And mm-hmm. you know, like we always say, styles make fights. We gotta. We got to get these guys some fights. That's how they make their, you know, you're kind of saying like, oh, I don't want fighters to make money, basically. If you don't want, if you don't want cards. That's the hard part because like, if you don't have all these cards, there's only so many fights you can put on the card. These smaller fights, like you see on the prelims of most fight nights, they're not going to get on very many cards. And the UFC is also making way too much money to stop this. They're making way too much money to to stop putting on that fight. Was like, 48, 45 to 48 weeks of the year, which is. Yeah. Insane. Well, even though there's, even though there's like 52. Yeah. Well, yeah. But they only take like a few weeks off a year. That's insane. Like what Christmas, maybe Thanksgiving. And then like the beginning of the year in January. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't think that that's ever going to happen. And then also before we get to the main fight uh, of this one, just want to talk about Andre Arlovsky. 
longtime UFC heavyweight becoming a very prestigious member on Saturday of UFC fighters to make it to 20 wins with the promotion. He becomes just the seventh fighter of all time to do this. Of course, the all-time leaders is Cowboy Cerrone with 23, Damian Maya with 22, Jim Miller with 21, John Jones with 20, Bisping with 20, George St. Pierre with 20, and now, of course, Andre Arlovsky with 20. Um, so, he and to be fair, him and Chase Sherman, they threw the hell down in, in that fight. So that was a highly entertaining. I mean, we pulled the numbers up. You saw the numbers. No takedown attempts even. Zero Andy. for zero. I love it. No wrestling. Just throwing. <laughs> no offense to wrestlers or, or jujitsu. No offense, but man, sometimes the Arlovsky is an animal and Chase Sherman was in bare knuckle and he looked good in bare knuckle. So mm. what did we get? We get two dudes. Nah, nah, we ain't going to wrestle. We going to punch each other in the face. For 15 minutes. I'm surprised it actually made the full 15 minutes. But uh, that was a really good fight. I, I would say that the unscheduled but then coming event of the evening was really good. But, Blake, of course, the thing we all need to talk about is Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum. And this was a fantastic showing by Robert Whitaker. And I really don't know how Kelvin made five rounds. I thought he was about to get that first round knockout, um, like about halfway through that round. But to be fair, give that Kelvin Gaston oh, that <laughs> dog so Man. smooth. But but we have to give Kelvin some credit. He oh. had his moments in this fight, and he he really weathered the storm early, and he kind of made a little bit of a comeback. It was just almost too little, too late. But man, it, it's tough because in these last fights, like we've seen. Bits of the Kelvin Gaslam that fought Israel Adesanya for the interim belt and took him to the limit. But we've really only seen it in bits and not even for, for full five-minute periods. Uh, was this Robert Whitaker being fantastic as usual? Uh, was it Kelvin Gaslam still kind of being not all the way there, a little bit of both? I, I just think Rob pitched a shutout. Mm-hmm. He really just... I don't know. He had like the perfect game plan, in my opinion. He had the he, he mixed the wrestling in with with his striking. He kept him at range, even when he did come in range. He you know hit him with a few shots to make him pay. Uh, credit to Kelvin. Like you said, he's a tough guy. He took some uppercuts in that fourth. I want to say the fourth and fifth round, maybe even third two that I saw, where you could you could see. I mean, it connected and his head like literally you know gets blown mm-hmm. backwards basically. But he keeps charging forwards. He takes two steps forward. Every time he gets punched, he's like taking two steps forward. It's 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 awesome. Um, and so you could just tell like that, that's just a guy that everyone hates to fight. You know, if you if you got Kelvin coming up on the radar, you're like, oh geez. I mean, look at the you know, the uh the Israel Adesanya fight. It's never easy night in the office with, with Kelvin Gaslam. Even never. when you when you saw um Robert Whitaker at the post fight press conference, mm-hmm. it looked it looked it looked pretty brutal, man. He had like yeah. four scratches under his eye. He had like, his, his face eyes marked pretty. up on the other side. <laughs> he had like claw marks on his back and stuff. There's just and even when you watched in the fight too, Kelvin, same thing. I mean, they were both pretty mm-hmm. battered, so mm-hmm. they they definitely put it on each other. So uh, it was one sided, only on the scorecards. Yeah, that, well, that it was I'll just say. because Kelvin didn't win a round, and and it's not to say that it, the rounds weren't close because it was a close fight, mm-hmm. but it was just. Rob did enough in every round, I think, to secure it. And yes, I thought, hands down. I thought the scorecards were perfect. The 50-45 mm-hmm. decision I, I thought was was correct. 
Mm -hmm. And then now we have to look at what is next for Kelvin Gaslam. That's what we do. Every time we look at these big fights, we always try to predict the next fight down the line for each of the fighters. And the middleweight division is a really interesting one right now, Blake, because if you look at the rankings um, on the Monday, uh, on the 19th, so of course, uh, not everything, sometimes actually um, might have been uh, updated by now, but the current standings say that we have Kelvin Gaslam at eight, um, then behind him, we have Ryan Hall, Edmund Shabazian, Chris Weidman, Kevin Holland, uh, Omari Akhmedov, and then Brad Tavares, and then Sean Strickland. Um, above him is... No one like Kelvin Gaslam. He already lost to Jack Hermanson, number seven. Um, Jack Hermanson has a fight already anyway. Um, so, but everyone around him right now. Tavares is fighting Omari. Weidman is fighting Hall. Sean Strickland is fighting an unranked opponent on May 1st. Uh, Edmund is uh, Shabazin is fighting Hermanson. So everyone is taken up except for Kevin Holland. And... Even if uh, even if any of these guys didn't already have a fight booked, I would say Kevin Holland is the best fight to make in, in this. I want to see these guys throw it down. I think it would be a solid matchup between the two, and I think it would be a, a uh, perfect kind of scenario for either fighter in either one of their positions. Uh, isn't Kevin Holland, Holland going to re- uh, work on his wrestling for a few months? Yeah, but I mean, uh, Gaslam got beat up pretty bad. He's probably not going to be back for a few months. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think it would have to be way down the line. For like uh, September, October kind of thing? Yeah, it'd have, to, it'd have to definitely be in that time. I don't frame. know if that's out of the realm of possibility, though. It could happen if they wanted to wait for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's another guy that's a, that's a pretty damn good wrestler, if you mm-hmm. ask me. I mean, look at his camp. Henry Cejudo's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's just going to be another tough night at the office, I think, for a guy that's as well-rounded as Kevin Gaslam is to go against Kevin Holland, who clearly has some holes in his game. Uh, one specifically big hole, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but Not a lot of holes. It's just a huge one. Yeah, I think Kelvin, there's so many fights coming up now, I think, in the middleweight division that he can almost kind of wait a little bit. See, mm. see, Let some movement go, go around him, heal up you know, and, and see who's kind of available, who, who comes out as the winner, who comes out as the losers of these fights, like Weidman and Hall are fighting. Mm-hmm. He could get that Weidman rematch. What if Weidman beat Hall? Mm-hmm. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's, there's definitely some other possibilities, but that Kevin Holland fight would be a fun one. I just, I kind of want Kevin to get a, a break and go get better, you know, cause he's had seven fights in the past 365 days. Yeah. Like go, go train and get better. <laughs> at what you need to get better at and then come back and then let's see, let's see the progress. Can we see Kevin Holland actually get a real fight camp <laughs> for once? Shoot. Imagine, okay. So if Kevin Holland last year did all that, what if we actually give Kevin Holland like four months of, a, of, of training before a fight? Give him. Yeah. Four months, four, four to six months of just training Jeez. wrestling and jujitsu and all that stuff on the mm-hmm you know, grappling area and ground area. He just needs, he just needs to work on that. His takedown defense for sure. A lot of pressure right now on Daniel Cormier right now. He, he can mold Kevin Holland into a future champion, you know? So I think definitely could help. He has the possibility to, if, I mean, if anyone really can help with the wrestling and if anyone knows the fight game better, it, or it's really Daniel Cormier. He's Knows everything is what it seems like with this sport. 
And then for the winner of this fight, Blake, there is only one fight next to Robert Whitaker. And we all know it is that rematch with Israel Adesanya. He has to get that rematch now. You could argue they should have gotten the rematch before this fight was even made. Mm. So now he definitely has to. But since moving up to the middleweight division in 2014, his first fight in the middleweight division being against Clint Hester, he's gone 11-1 with a title reign, and his only loss was to Israel Adesanya. So this guy has been a force in this division. He showed to fighters that, hey, you don't always need to weight cut. Hey, you could just stay at a good weight for you, and you will find success. So he's one of the, these really popular stories about this. And in that fight with Israel Adesanya, he was coming off a, over a year-long layoff with a knee injury. A torn ACLs are no joke. And he didn't even look that bad in the fight. So he's been on a tear, Blake. And, and come on. Like, can you really say, uh, give us a fight that anything besides this? I don't think so. I think it's really the only fight that you can't make right now. He's just taken out everyone. And, and the only guys that he hasn't taken out have pulled out of a fight with him, like Paulo Costa. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a cool story to look back on with Robert Whitaker because he really, he just take, he just says, line him up and I'll mm -hmm. knock him down. Um, even since losing to Izzy, he took out everyone in his path again, Darren Till, Kelvin Gaslam. I mean, the list, uh, Jared Cannonier. I mean, just some, some straight-up killers. In these last two fights, he's thoroughly whooped Cannonier. And, and it almost Gaslam. has felt like he's been almost like a gatekeeper, right? Like, yeah. he's he's his nickname is the Reaper, you know? And <laughs> he's, kind of, he's kind of reaping Ooh. these guys. Are the we going Reaper? <laughs> yeah. Kind of just, he's kind of just denying on. them their title shot, right? He's just like, nah, <laughs> Till, you can't have it. Nah, Cannonier, you're done. Oh, you want a rematch, Kelvin? Nah. It's insane that he's even had to win these three fights. Uh, so Izzy doesn't have to fight shot, these yeah. guys, you know? Izzy's right? just like chilling. He can go fight a light heavyweight for whatever right. reason. I think it's um, crazy that Whitaker hasn't gotten a rematch sooner with, with Israel. I, I don't mind it, honestly. I, I like the route that he took. He Because mm -hmm. that Kelvin fight needed to happen, in my opinion. Yes. Like, they coached yeah. tough against each other. There was just unfinished business. Mm -hmm. And even in them in the buildup, like Kelvin was even saying, like, yeah, I had some animosity, you know, but, but it's good now, but it was a fight and he, you could tell when they embraced after that fight, like you could just tell like a lot had just been released right there. Just like, yeah, hey, we got that out of our system. Now we, we can be cool. That was nice. And I mean, yeah. also Robert Whitaker, he's just one of the nicest people in MMA. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Like at least can't, can't say it personally, yeah. but I wish I could well, say until, it until he comes on the show until of course. And once uh, he has that rematch with Izzy and, Maybe gets his belt back. Of course, yeah. we're gonna have to have the UFC champion on the show. Like, like come on, why, why the worry? <laughs> uh, but Whitaker on the tear, giving the title shot. And Izzy, if he says no or says something stupid about this, I will lose every last bit of respect I have for that man. Yeah. I doubt he would do that because I mean, they go back like uh, like Rob was saying in his, in his conference, his press conference. Let's go back to uh, New Zealand or Australia, whichever one they want to go on. Uh, we can get a Marvel Stadium uh, in Australia would be fantastic. Sell that crap out again and, oh. and and make MMA even bigger around over that side of the world. Now, what know? they could even do, it's probably – I can't imagine how awful it would be trying to watch a game, but you throw something um one of the uh, Australian football stadiums where if you don't know, um, the size of an Australian football field is about four football fields, four, like, American football fields put together. Uh, but some of those stadiums fit 100,000 people. Sheesh. So. A hundred, yeah. 
Some, yeah, so, so. And they're in Australia. They're actually, I mean, America, we're selling out arenas now for UC 261. Uh, they're about half capacity. They're, they should begin to full capacity in Australia um, here in the coming weeks or months um, or, or weeks at, at this point. And if you want to get involved in Australian football and really uh, learn about it, make sure to go check out our weekly show uh, with our Australian football breakdown. But Blake, let's get into UFC 261 now. It's a pretty loaded main card. The first time in a year we're going to have fans inside the arena sold out in minutes. Of course, when we got the confirmation of it was a UFC 264 with the trilogy between McGregor and Poirier, that fight, that diving T-Mobile was like 20,000 sold out in seconds. So apparently AP got tickets. Ooh, really? Yeah. Hey, that's Blake's boy. At least I saw that on Twitter. And that's your boy too. He worked with us, right? Or did he not work with you? I don't think he worked with me. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, he, he that, left right before you came. But you you've seen him before. Yeah, yeah. That's just Blake's boy. Uh, but but uh, you know, friend of the show, friend of the show, AP. Uh, we'll we'll call him that. So if you go, good for him. Better get some good footage. But you see, two sixty one. We're having three title shots of a real solid card. Of course, we're getting Valentin Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade, and this is the first time in the wild. I actually feel like Shevchenko, it has a legitimate challenge uh, in front of her. Then we're getting Weili Zhang and Rose Namajunas. Zhang in her um, first title defense since their la- her last fight a year ago, approximately, against Joanna Janjacek, the greatest fight in UFC women's history and a top five UFC fight of all time. And of course, in the main event, we're getting one of the most undeserved title shots of all time as Hori Mazel gets his rematch against Kamaru Usman. Uh, and just hope it's better than last time. But And, and then not even a couple other guys. More or less foot stomps? Less. It's just say, be, are you taking the over or the under? I'm on taking that? the under. I'll, I'll take the under on the foot stomps because now we just see Kamaru Usman just slug people in the face and knock them out. So that's true. Yeah, yeah they're right. But he didn't, have, he didn't have Whitman in his corner for the first Mosvidal fight. No, he, he didn't. didn't. But now okay. he has the greatest MMA coach. Because he didn't switch to Whitman until it, it came up that he was starting to fight uh, Gilbert Burns, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he started training with Justin, uh, Justin Gaethje and the such. Um, so, I mean, Trevor Whitman, the greatest coach in MMA right now. It's not close. Arguably one, the greatest uh, of all time. That man is a genius when it comes to MMA. Um, and then also we get the aforementioned Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman card. And we actually get – this wasn't even the fight that was supposed to happen, but I like this better. Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute. This is a great fight. And then we even get Alex Oliveira. Um, in the uh, in the main event of the prelims, so this is going to be a fun fight. But one of the best parts about your week is Blake's bangers. Blake, hopefully your bangers go a lot better this week. Yeah, I know, man. I need some <laughs> no pressure some help this week, man. No pressure. Uh, yeah. So this week it was it was pretty easy. I got to be honest. I mean, there's there's a, there's a few women on here that mm-hmm. I really am a fan of. More than these Wei women's Zang. fights are going to be better than the main event. Weili Zhang being one of them, Rose Namajunas, of course, being another. And, you know, Val- Valentina Shevchenko is just how can you not just appreciate how violent she is? She gives you uh, a phoner, that's for sure. <clears throat> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Blake's Bangers this week Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. Easy mm-hmm. pick. Those guys are going to throw down. Uh, very interested in that fight. I think it's a very important fight for both those guys. Kind of mm-hmm. a crossroads thing for Anthony Smith. It's an up and comer. Jimmy Crute, 
mm-hmm. trying to solidify his position in the division. You know, Smith, after a couple um, losses, crew in mm-hmm. 13, he couldn't jump huge as Anthony Smith is still in number yep. six, just barely out of the top five. Huge. So this is a big fight. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko and Jessica Andrade take the second spot. Um, just I'm expecting fireworks from this fight easily. Yes. You know, they're both, they're both predominantly strikers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be quite a little bit of a reach advantage for Shevchenko, but I don't really think that, I mean, look at the Chikagian fight with, with Andrade. Andrade didn't, didn't have really a have, problem. Yeah. She no. didn't really have a problem with that. Which so, you were um, kind of a hater, but I was all in on Andrade. So I would just like to bring up old dirt. I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and see what, what was going, what was being said on. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the reach, you just, you, you can't have a lot of faith. Yeah. But the way that Shukagian fight, that fight was just, mm-hmm. yeah, she wasn't, was she good. wasn't doing very good. No. And then of course the final spot is going to be Whaley Zhang versus Rose Namajunas, which I think is going to just be a really technical battle, but also, it's, it's going to turn ugly at some point. I think it's going to, they're going to start hurting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's already gotten ugly in the lead up, dude. Already gotten ugly in the lead up. There's, yep, exactly. There's been some crap. There's been some crap being talked. We so. again, the, 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 all the way American freedom blooded Rose on the Eunice trying to talk to smack about the communists uh, over there in China. So, Blake, I was telling you pre-show that I have an idea for this, and it's fantastic. If you saw uh, us on Instagram um, last week, you might have already seen this idea. But we had Colby Covington use former WWE wrestler Kurt Angle's theme song the, the with the You Suck chance to really, really go into the crowd, which was a fantastic move on his part, right? I think we all agree that. So, Hulk Hogan, with the, real, um, with the, the lyrics that say, I am a real American. Rose Amunis comes out to Hulk Hogan's theme song for this one against the Chinese Wei Li Zhang. You like that? You like that? Yeah, yeah, get behind it, I guess. Come on, that'd be fun. Uh, it doesn't really seem like Rose, though. Rose no, just it, comes out and it she's doesn't. all quiet. No. Rose is kind of the person to walk out to nothing. I think she'd prefer that, just walk yeah. out to just dead silence. <laughs> That's, That'd be kind of weird, right? That's kind of scary, to be honest. If someone walked out to nothing, oh, I don't know if I want to. But then we have to listen to commentators. Was like, come on, man, just, you're ruining the moment. You're it's right. Dead silence. Per request but, of Thug Rose. It, oh, man. If we get a moment of silence as a walkout, I, I doubt the fans are going to be quiet for that one, though. But I, I want to see Hulk Hogan's music. That there's be, there's be a crowd really this week, me. right? There's a crowd. Six, 15,000 people. 15,000. 15,000 cool. there in Jacksonville. They're First going to be crowd. loud as hell, man. They are going to be loud as hell. And I'm so excited for that. But uh, one of the questions I want to ask you, Blake, uh, moving on from your, your bangers, is that is this Hori Mazdal's last shot at the title? And maybe be at a actual weight class championship, not the BMF. We're not going to that. Um. Depending, I mean, I think depending on how he fights and how he mm-hmm. looks afterwards, yeah, probably. If he loses this, is it over? If he loses it handily again, yeah, I think so. If if he doesn't, if he doesn't draw interest from anyone or intrigue, you know, with the actions that he puts forward through this fight, then yeah, I think that's going to be it because he's already had one shot and it sucked, and then this is going to be the second one. So he, most people don't even get a second try. So, and especially after a performance that was as questionable as his first, even though it was what, six days notice. 
So that's the only thing. That's but in sixty six, but also we heard Dustin Poirier saying that that Masvidal was training for months with him in in the lead up to the, that fight. It just didn't have the actual fight official. Yeah, whatever though. Sound like yeah. a guy off a couch. Doesn't doesn't matter to me. I just right. I'm and I'm not even arguing that point for him. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. He did only have six days of an official training camp, mm-hmm. so that is kind of hectic. You know, it's a bad weight cut. Not cutting weight. It's a tough one. All that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm saying it's probably going to be his last shot unless he does something very, very impressive. And now let's just talk about our predictions for those three title fights, Blake. Of course, we're going to give you our predictions for the main card and the prelims. This will be released later this week. Uh, expect it on Thursday. Um, you can hopefully go ahead, uh, maybe, or we'll aim for Thursday. Uh, don't take our word on that because we're always bad with this, unfortunately. But our predictions for these three title fights, Blake, you up first for Valtteri Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. You want me to just go through all three? No, we're going to go fight by fight. We're going, we're going, ten, we're going ten assists between back and forth. Christ, Shevchenko, obviously. Yeah, no, and still, it's going to be a close fight. It's going to be a way closer fight than I think a lot of people might think. But Shevchenko, I, I, I hope it's a close fight. I hope it's entertaining, but I don't think I think Shevchenko is gonna. She's gonna retain. Shevchenko is just a murderer. She's she's just scary. It's gonna be interesting though if if Andrade, you know, uses those shots to the body like she was using against um, Chukagian. You know, and, and might rock her. Like, if she, I want to see she, if Shevchenko gets rocked, how she's going to react. But she, I mean, she's fought the likes of Amanda Nunes, Joanna. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like she can't take a punch. It's just going to be interesting to see from a power hitter like Andrade. Mm-hmm. That's the next one. The co main is going to be Wei Li Zhang and Rose Nama Yunus. Who you got on this one? Zhang, unfortunately, pains me to say. It might be a little bold, but I'm going with Thug Rose on this one. I just, it's got a little bit of a feeling with her, Blake. You, you know, she seems scary. Uh, also, you know, you if you're watching a video, you see my wall. So I have to immediately roll with the American uh, in, in this one. I just got a feeling, Blake, I got a feeling that the spirit of George Washington is, is rumbling deep inside her. And it's it's going to happen. And then the main event does, uh, question here, does Hoy Mazel stand the chance uh, or or are we getting uh, okay? Here we go. Here we go. Real question though: Are we getting a finish by Kamara Usman or a decision by Kamara? Usman? I want to see. I I would think for Kamara Usman, he should be going for a finish. That mm-hmm. that should be priority because uh, he's already beat him handily once, so he knows what to expect. Um, it's just going to be you know more of a gas tank, I guess, coming at him. So he'll, he'll maybe have to be a little bit more careful in the first round and second round or so, but. Yeah, I, I think especially with his improved strike, with his improved striking, I don't think he should obviously stand and trade too much with with Jorge because he's gonna have a disadvantage there. You know, he's gonna go back to the well. You got to get yourself prepared for that. He's gonna go back to the well. He's gonna use his wrestling. He's gonna use his cardio. He's gonna he's use, use his feet. All this. He's gonna use his, <laughs> his toe stomps. So everyone get mentally prepared for that because I guarantee you, if if Jorge can't stop him. Like he wasn't able to the first time, he's he's not going to stop him this time. You I know, think it's, it's going to be a finish, man. I, this whole Kamar Usman looks like a totally different fire because between Trevor Whitman less against Horton Mazel on the first one, then against Gilbert Burns, he had Trevor Whitman. He looked like an ent- entirely different fighter, at least on the feet. I 
think this fight ends in the finish. And I think Amari Usman puts Hori Masol out uh, in the second fight. And we, we're either going to get a, another 50-45 or we're going to get Hori Masol with his lights out. And that might be unfortunate. Data White certainly does not want that to happen uh, because that's his money guy right there. But barely. He was the reason for the pay-per-view buy rates in the first. So I have to I have to give Hori some respect on that one. He's pretty popular. We'll give him that, but he's he's not he's not Connor level, that's for sure. But just imagine though, Blake. Hori Massal wins the championship. And we get Colby Covington versus Hori Massal for the welterweight championship of the world. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. It would be no, it would be fun to it'd be fun to see. You know, he's a little bit more of a personality, but I just I think Kamaru is too solid. He's too yeah. solid everywhere. Especially when you have the newest baddest man on the planet, Francis Ngannou, in your corner for a little extra motivation. Is he going to be cornering Kamaru? He's a cornering. He, he's going to be the corner. Wow, he's, that's he's super cool. Not really going to be there for like coaching, but man, right. anytime you have is, the baddest man you're on the planet in your corner, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like when you go a into a fight and like. <laughs> People are the people that are supporting you. I think make a big deal. Like, yes, it's a, it's a big difference. Like if you have some studs supporting you, you're gonna be like, yeah, bro. Like let's. I'm amped up right now. I got mm-hmm. a squad with me. You got some, you know, scrubs with you. It's not really the same. You're not. You're not gonna have that same vibe, that same energy. And let's just say somehow it is a close fight, and it kind of gets down to it. You look to your corner. You see your brother. You see the best man on the planet. I think that's gonna be a little extra motivational factor right oh, there yeah. too. Let's go. On. We. There's See the predator. Yeah. There's the tangibles to the game. There's a coaching that Whitman is going to be able to provide, but there's also the intangibles and you have to put some weight into that. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, these are two dudes just fighting each other and there is motivation that goes into fighting, but man, I am super excited for UFC Vegas or UFC 261, man. I can't believe we're having something outside of Vegas. So this is, it's new to me, not being able to throw Vegas in there. <laughs> but, oh, man, this is going to be great. Let's get your predictions of these three title fights, uh, whether it be down in the YouTube comments, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram, at 4th Long Radio or at 4th Long Radio, or over on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a five-star review with your predictions for this weekend's three title fights. And here we go, Blake, the brand new segment that we're introducing to the 4th Long Radio brand on all of our shows, not just UFC ones, but on any one, like our NFL, our weekly ones. Hell, I'll probably even do on the AFL ones, possibly. Uh, we are having our brand new segment, which is the Nene of the Week. Now, this is a term that might not be universal. Uh, this is something that mostly my close group of friends uses. Uh, where So we we tell each other, Blake, uh, get nene which essentially translates to a... Uh, get dunked on or you get effed uh, in, in one of those kind, kinds of verbiage, you, you know? It's like, hey, I schooled you. So get schooled. Oh, bring back the old schooled term. Oh, I, I remember that. Sounds like days. a dance move in Fortnite or something. Uh, nope, nope. We don't talk about that, is that here. Where, is that where you got that word from, bro? Is that no. a dance move in Fortnite? No, the Nene was, was like <laughs> middle school, I think, for me. I think the whipping Nene, was that middle school? I don't know. Man, that was old. That was I can't that. I can't dance, dude. So, oh, so you, don't ask me about hey, dances. Hey, 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 Blake. I don't know if this is gonna make for good radio, but look at this. You know I can't dance. I'm I'm pointing to my skin color. Uh, <laughs> I can't do the uh, the the Cupid shuffle. Uh, that that's about it. There's yeah, that one white guy in in that one dance movie. 
that can dance pretty well. He Thanks, like Blake. You really, you really narrowed it down with that one no. white guy. In that He's one like names like movie. Moose or something. Uh, I, I, I don't, don't know. Are we talking Footloose? I don't know what the heck is. Don't make me look it up. <laughs> All right, we're not gonna. We're just gonna move on. But this week's Nene of the week, the people that got Nene'd the hardest was anyone that paid fifty dollars. For Askren versus Paul, which was a glorified concert and not even a very good one at that point with some crap commentary, a 10 by 10 foot boxing ring is what it looked like. And we just had some awful, awful fighting. Man, this thing sucked. And I know you're out there because this sold over 1 million pay-per-views expecting to be to be between anywhere between 1.2 or 1.6 million around the 1.5 million margin. So you're out there, feel ashamed, feel embarrassed. I don't like you. I don't respect you. And what the hell are you doing with your life? Cause I, I just, I, I'm not gonna lie. I did watch it. I only watched the, the Askren and Paul fight though. And I streamed it. Come on. Just be smart. Man, you about didn't this. watch the Doja Cat, bro? What's going on? No, I didn't watch the Doja Cat. I was watching UC Vegas. You missed out on some twerking, man. dude. I don't care. I have a girlfriend. So what? Oh, okay. Oh, so you can't watch TV? Okay, that's cool. Ah, man, I don't need TV. Ah, but dude, can you really justify this event? Also, Ross, relax. Your parents watch this show. Uh, I wish. I, I would love the extra view. <laughs> <laughs> like mom and dad uh well, what do you think about this so this was a all-around cap shown in my uh, this is so bad so bad yeah i mean the the main thing that i was talking to a few of my friends about beforehand mm-hmm. was like man i hope like at least the entertainment part of this this fiasco whatever you want to refer to this as i hope that at least holds up to to what what they're building it as right like didn't like, it oh, though we got, we got doja cat we got saweetie we got Justin Bieber, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg and his new super group, you know, and it just was very lackluster. Uh, Pete Davidson, I'm not the biggest fan of, but I, you know, I'm He's trying to funny. keep my personal, I'm trying to keep my personal bias out of it. I won't. He's uh, not funny. But I did really, really like when he was actually like, I, check. <laughs> when he, when he was going up to like Jake and telling him like, basically that like he sucked and he yeah. put money on Nate Robinson and like this whole thing is just showing how, you know, terrible boxing is right? also did you, know, you hear what he said about uh why he's there in the first place it's because well, it checked in and bounce oh yeah yeah of course <laughs> of course he was like check cleared good to go right. oh that's, um but that's yeah, really it, bad it was just yeah just lackluster i mean i i expected more justin bieber seemed like he just didn't really care too much didn't really put too much into his performance um and then the ben Askren and jake paul fight man one round half a round one, knock, one knockdown it was a real knockdown but it was a real we, knockdown but that was an early early stoppage i mean that fight should have kept going ben got right back up there, yeah. there was no way that ben was not able to fight still come on come on that that that's i just don't take boxing seriously but we did get to see ben Askren walking out of the arena smiling so yeah that boy made that that guy made some money uh because not only did he make 500 from the fight he got a, a uh, in the lead up, he, there is a lot of sponsorship stuff he was talking about in his mm-hmm. videos. So that man got got paid for that fight. Yeah, I hope he cashed out, man. I hope it was worth it because he's going to be made fun of if, uh, you know, if he's if he's around social media, he's going to be made fun of. He's going to get made fun of anyway. Honestly, I 
I haven't really seen too much backlash uh, after the fact. I think the way he carried himself beforehand and the way, obviously, we've known him to carry himself afterwards. Just it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's really hard to make fun. It's it's like picking on the nerdy guy at school, you know, that's like super weak. It's, mm-hmm. why would you do that? Like, he's he's already got a rough enough time, you know? Well, like, Ben Askren didn't give a single damn about this fight going into it. So no one's going to give a damn enough to really make fun of him. It's just, and, but at least we get the savior of I MMA. Just, I just Dylan hate Dennis. that his ego is inflated so much now. Jake Paul's ego is just going to keep getting He's, inflated. Do you see what uh, DC said to maybe have him fight Tyron Woodley or uh, Chris Weidman? Yeah, or Luke Rockhold. I Luke think Rockhold. Or oh, sorry, Luke Rockhold. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. What do you think about what do you think of Dylan Dennis would or Mike Perry too? Mike Perry. Uh, Mike Perry would probably just like bite him or something like that, like bite his face off. Uh, I mean, Mike Perry came out and publicly said he was getting the better of me in the in the first few rounds. Yeah. But then towards the end of the rounds, like he, I think he said towards the later rounds, like five and six, I I adjusted and I, I was doing better. So, so I think Dylan Dennis would probably be Jake Paul. Uh, I don't want to see the lead up to that anyway. because Would he though? Yeah. Man, because maybe, maybe. Um, we, might need, Dennis to, is we a, might need to stop putting these MMA guys against Jake Paul, bro. It's kind of getting Tyron Woodley would, would, knock, would knock him out though. I think so too. Tyron Woodley's a bad man. He's like, uh, maybe not recently, but his striking in his boxing. It, it's I would I would not mind seeing that. And then uh, another one, I think uh, Tim Welch, Sean mm. Sugar Sean's uh, coach. Yeah, he said Nick Diaz. Oh, Nick Diaz yeah. would would eat him alive. That'd be a good one, man. But I don't think Nick Diaz would make it to the fight. Like he would just beat the <laughs> hell out of him in you know the lead up. Probably. Can we just <laughs> see Robert Whitaker uh, against <laughs> Jake Paul? Yeah, they were like, "Would you fight him for five hundred Gs?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'd fight him for less." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, um, let's be fair. Uh, let's just give him Paul LaCosta. Yoel Romero. <laughs> the freaking build up to that fight would be ridiculous. Give him Yoel Romero. <laughs> mm, I, I love, love you. you, Jake Paul. I love you. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, if you bought that pay you, uh, I truly feel bad for you. And there is, uh, yeah, get Nene, as get, Ross would say. Exactly. Get Nay, nay, my friend. But, like, that's going to do it for us on this latest edition of UFC Talk. And just before we go, just got to thank our Patreon sponsors. Shout out to Ray Rodriguez for all your, all your card collecting needs. Check out at the Big Bat Box on Instagram. Shout out to Neil Wiley and his YouTube channel, Chosen Problems. And Ryan Watson, last but not least. Blake, your thoughts about... You see 261 in one word or phrase. Um, boring. Aw. Well, at least we have UC 262 along uh, coming in next month. Uh, no, 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 next month. Oh, next month, 262, yeah. yep. No, no, I said 261, though, would you, one word or phrase about that one. You're thinking about Vegas. Oh, you, oh, oh, okay. So yeah. you were thinking about, I was thinking about. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's do it, bro. This, let's do this episode's it. not over. No, it's not uh, over. Redo, 261, redo. Um, yeah. women's rights. And lefts. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch and you <laughs> in the next one. <laughs>